I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. And this is Why We Weigh A. Hi guys, welcome to Why We Weigh A, a podcast for readers. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, we, we love having new viewers and love having old viewers, so thank you listeners. to all listeners. These aren't viewers. I Okay, <laughs> here's the thing. Kales also makes videos online about books. A lot of the verbiage I use is very similar because it's how I <laughs> talk. And so I mix it up a lot. But I'm happy to have listeners. I'm also happy to have viewers on my channel. You can always go check that out at Kale's Corner on YouTube. Done self-plugging. <laughs> That's who I am. Who's my co-host? Hey, I'm Allison. Uh, I'm a librarian and a book enthusiast. And I do not have a YouTube channel because I don't want one. That's fine. That's why I dragged her into doing this podcast with me. <laughs> Um, and by dragged, I mean she was actually really enthusiastic about the idea, because she listened to podcasts too. I don't even remember how it came up. It was like kind of... I, I was getting back into the podcasting listening circuit, and I was like, hey, there's nothing about YA books on here. Allison, you should do this with me. <laughs> yeah, we basically decided that our conversations were entertaining enough about YA books that we should just record them and give them to other people. Yeah, that's basically how this goes. Um, so if you like that, please give us five stars on iTunes, and if you don't, just do it anyway, because um, it really <laughs> helps us out. Um, we really appreciate that. Um, and we hope that you enjoy this conversation. We hope that you join in on the conversation. We'd love to hear what you have to say. YBYA is on Twitter, uh, Instagram, at Goodreads, and we have our own website at ybya.weebly.com. So you should check us out there, and yeah, I'm thinking that, because um, I'm also a bookseller, and I have a couple of arcs I'm looking to give away, mm. that that's something that we can do later in the month or something. So I like it. keep an eye out for that. Uh, please and thank you. So yeah, but today, Allison, what are we up to today? We're going to be talking about series we have started but will never finish. So if you are not into those rant videos or rant podcasts... Walk away. That's fine. Go away. You don't have to be here. It's totally fine. Um, but that's what this is going to be. And there's going to be lots of sass and lots of fun and uh, lots of complaining. And we'd love to hear a series that you're never going to finish either. Um, so again, reach out to us on social media for that. But this is what we're going to do um, for ours. So we've got five each. Yep. And Allison, you want to go ahead and start us off. What is a series that you are not going to finish and why? This I feel very confident that I will, I will get flack for this. Not from you, because I know you haven't read it. I don't think, but, uh, bring some, on the flag from some other people in our bring life. Bring on the flag. Um, I will never finish the, the Abhorson series by Garth Nix. The first book is Sabriel. Oh, I was like, I don't know what that series yeah. is. Yeah. That's, that's the crap I'm going to get. Right. Cause I was like, <laughs> what? <"Huh?" laughs> um, Question mark. I, have you read that series? You read any of them? No. Okay. No. It's about a girl whose father is a necromancer and, um, he gets, the in the first book, he gets, like, trapped in the realm of the dead, and she uses his tools to attempt to save him. I have attempted to read this book, like, ten times over my life, because my brother loves it, I have friends that love it, um, and they always wreck it to me. So I finally read it last year, all the way through. I did it. I was so proud of myself. The reason I read it was because Tim Curry narrates the audiobook, which is excellent. Yay, Tim Curry! <laughs> but I just didn't care. Like, I... I listened to it and I was like, great. Like, I could not tell you the story right now. And Obviously, it, I can't either. It was not that long ago. Um, so, yeah, so it's a four book series and I just don't, I'm never going to finish it. And people love Garth Nix and that's fine, but I just don't connect to his writing style. And I think it's because I'm a character driven person and it's plot driven. 
and it's just, I don't care about the people, so why would I read it? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. That's totally 100% fair. But um, I know so many people that love it that... Yeah. My first series that I will not finish is The Girl From Everywhere, which is... Oh, yeah, that the, time travel one? The time travel one. Um, I read it because the sequel was possibly going to be nominated for the YA Historical Fiction Booktube Awards. I did not like this book. I found it, one, really confusing. I understand that time travel in YA is not ridiculously popular. Like, there, I, I can maybe think of... There's a few. I can maybe think of, on one hand, how many... And two of them, actually, are on my list um, that are time travel books that I'm not going to finish. But this one in particular, I, one thing I did like about the book was that it was, like, an untold story of history. It was, like, Hawaii's history in the 1800s. Sure. And that I appreciated because I was like, oh, cool, I've never, ever, ever read a book about this or ever really heard of it. So that I gave it credit for. But again, I couldn't get into the characters. The love triangle yeah. question mark was not... Like, it was It was one. like a lopsided triangle. It was a lopsided triangle, because it existed, but it was like, oh, we know she's going to go for the dude that she's been in love with forever that's on the ship. Right. And the maps were weird. Her history with her mother was weird. The whole thing was weird. I felt like I couldn't really dive into what she... I couldn't pick up what she was putting down. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I was I, just like, mm, this is not great. I DNF'd that one. Yeah. Um, about halfway through. I did think that the map system of time travel was a really cool idea. It was a very unique idea. Yeah. But I just didn't care. I also, it was hard to follow. I found a really hard time following what was going on. And maybe it's because I was listening to the audiobook. But I was like, I have no idea where they are, how this works. And I'm sorry, no offense. But if anybody brings, like, a pirate ship into New York Harbor at <laughs> in, like, any time in the 21st century... You're going to get flack, and yeah. the Coast Guard is not just going to let you go. I'm sorry, I don't buy that. Yeah. Um, I struggle sometimes when things are, like, so unrealistic, and there's not even, like, a mist, or, like, right. memory potions or shit to cover it up. Like, this had no thing. It was just like, oh, I'm an old friend on the Coast Guard. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? And also, you want to pull that Doctor Who crap where, like, oh, I can go back to the same place sometimes, but sometimes I can't. Right. Just because there's... Just plot device. Yeah. Time travel Trying stuff. to fill in plot holes. Yeah, time travel's complicated, and I, there's not a lot of them that do it really well. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do really well. Yeah. And I don't know that there are, like, any good time travel YAs. No, not that, that I, I can come off the top of my head. If you know a good time travel YA, tell me, because I would love to The one I want to read is Invictus by Ryan Graydon. Oh, yeah. That one I want to read. Yeah. Because she did Blood for Blood. I haven't read it yet, but I have a copy. Nice. What's your next one? My next one, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if this is on your list, is the, um, oh no, I was thinking something else. Uh, the Grisha versus, um. I haven't even started those, so Shadow, I don't know. Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo is the first one. I read Shadow and Bone, um, a couple years ago, a year or two ago, and I just didn't get into it, like, I, the main character has, like, some kind of weird love interest in the evil guy, and you don't know he's evil until, like, you know, the end, but I was just, like, weirded out by that, and I don't know how that's gonna end, and I don't really care to continue to find out. 
Um, and she I'm was still interested in it. Like I have never even tried it or picked it up. I picked up Six of Crows because of you, and I picked that up first. Well, so that's the thing is I, I own all three of them. I wanted to read. I wanted to read Six of Crows, and I was told that you should read the Grisha trilogy before that. So I started by who. By many people, actually. They lied. And they, right, they lied. So I read the first one. I read Shadow and Bone. And I was like, ugh, I don't care. Like, I just don't want to keep reading it. And then I finally was like, screw it. I'm just not going to read it. I'm going to read Six of Crows. And Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom are amazing. As we have talked about. Yeah. And then. listen to our takeover, TBR takeover podcast. Yeah. Um, but, and the world is really cool. But yeah, I just like. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care enough about the characters in the Grishaverse or in the Grisha trilogy to read that trilogy now that I love the characters of Six of Crows so much more and it's yeah. set like 40 years later or something. No, so. I completely agree. So the next one I won't finish is one I don't think you're going to finish either. Young Elites by Marie Lou. No, I will never finish that series. No, I will not finish that series. It's so hard for me because I loved the Legend trilogy. Which by I have Marie not Lou. read. I Loved it. I thought it was better than Divergent. I was like, why is this dystopian novel not had enough credit? What, like, what? Where's where, the optioning? Where is the optioning? Why is this movie not out? What is this crap? Like, I was so in love with it. So I was very excited to read The Young Elites, and I knew it was a, a villain origin story, and I was excited about it. I literally fell asleep while I was reading the audiobook. Listening to the audiobook, I fell asleep. Like, on my couch. I wasn't even in bed. I like, just was reading and playing a game or doing a puzzle or something, which is what I normally do with audiobooks because I'm 80. And <laughs> and I fell asleep. It was so boring, so dull. I was not having it. It also felt very similar to, like, a lot of other things I had read. I don't know why, but I was really hypersensitive to this, like, oh, we have these different factions and they have different powers. And I was just like, I don't care. I don't care, which I think is the, the main theme of yeah. this, like, series that we don't finish is it's like, you didn't make me care. They like, didn't hook us. You didn't hook us, which, if you want a big complaint about that one, our last previous episode was was so heartbreaking. But this one, I was just was so sad. And what's even sadder, and I'll tag this on, like, with a little asterisk, I won't finish the Warcross series either. Because I also did not like that by mm. Marie Lu, her newest one. I was like, this is dumb. Like, and again, I'm really pissed off at this whole, like, video game world thing that Ready Player One has spurred because I'm sorry, other people did it better before Ready Player One and Ready Player One just got on a surfboard of nostalgia and rode that till the end of time. That's really that. I, don't get me wrong. I love Ready Player One. That was great. But I feel like he's a one hit wonder. Well, I think it's start, it has started a trend that's not sustainable. Like you're no. saying, like it's just not good enough to be sustainable. No, like the re fairy tale retellings was sustainable. Right. Even paranormal romances in YA was sustainable. Because there's a lot of different ways to do those, and there's not that many different ways to do video game. No, it's a dystopia. dystopian novel where like the video game is taking over and the government is ruining everything. Okay, cool, bye. Right. Oh, also throw in a little bit of a love triangle and a conflict on what is real. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> Okay, so um, another one I will never finish is the Fifth Wave. Yeah, I have. I never. I know had no interest. I never even started it. I was like, I don't even want to touch this. I read the first one um, during my library degree for a class where I had to read a bunch of different. Like, I I was doing a collection development thing where I needed to read a bunch of stuff so that I could write about it. And that's one I chose because it's so popular. Um, and I read it, and it was like okay, but. And, I, like, you know, honestly, the story was pretty good. But the characters, again, just didn't make me care enough to... I also heard it had a really lame triangle. Love triangle. Um, 
Yeah, but it was like, so it's like the girl, okay, so kind of spoilers if you haven't seen a red fifth wave. Um, the girl like falls in love with the alien that saves her. And then, of course, right. And then... Sorry, I just made a face. It's hard on the podcast because I have great facial expressions if I do say so myself. But I just made a face at Allison and she just, like, I rolled at me like, I know, I know, I get it, I got it. Just hold on. So she falls in love with, like, or whatever, with this, the alien that saves her. And then oh, there's a... Oh, can I guess, does she fall in love then with the guy who's, like, all anti-alien and wants to kill them all? So kind of, but what, what happens is there's two storylines. There's her storyline and, like the storyline of her little brother, and they're separated, and she's trying to get back to him. So, in the storyline of her little brother, her, like, childhood sweetheart oh, is with that him. one. And then when they get reunited, she thought he was dead. And yet, okay, so you get it. So, so whatever. Like, it's a YA novel that is centered, it's a dystopian YA novel, this happens all the time, like, childhood sweetheart versus new romance is a common theme. Gail and Peta. Exactly. And so I... I mean, it was, it was fine, but I just don't, like, I feel like that story could have been standalone. Like, I don't think I need more from the world. A lot of people said that, actually. I heard a lot of people that were like, the infinite sea is terrible, and like, right. the, and then the third one, they were like, why is this even a trilogy? Um, people were really satisfied with the first book, and that they didn't feel like it needed to continue at all. And my husband read the whole trilogy, and he was like, you could just stop at the, after the first one, and I trust his judgment with that kind of stuff, so I was just like, okay, I'm never going to finish this series. Yeah, sounds good. Um, the next one that I have that I'm not going to finish, and I can't remember if I've ranted about it on here before. I think I did in my best and worst video, or best and worst video, and I ranted about it in our best and worst podcast. Uh, These Broken Stars. Oh, right. The Amy Kaufman. The Amy Kaufman and... Megan Spooner. Thank you. Megan Spooner's book. I... I don't even know. Is it a trilogy? Yes. I don't even know how that continues. Part of me feels like it's one of those series, like... Cinder, where you read the first one and you fall in love with the first characters, and then they're, like, background, but there's new characters. It's the same universe. Right. I don't really know. And here's the thing. I don't give a damn. Like, I don't care to know what the rest of that story is, because it was stupid to begin with. It was this dumb survival story. Again, like, it was like Titanic was in a spaceship and crash-landed on a planet, because we had the prissy elite princess girl, daughter of the general, and low-life boy who's in the military who isn't given enough credit for his smarts and how he is. They get together, they literally fall in love because they're the only damn people on the planet who <laughs> survived this really horrific plane crash, and oh yeah, there's ghost aliens on this planet, and it's a secret government planet that they've been keeping, like, the lost island. I got nothing. I got nothing. I have no cares to finish it. I didn't even like it. I literally only pushed through because it was a traveling book and I felt obligated to finish it. Otherwise, I would have DNF'd it. And I just... I don't have two to spare for that book. Right. You're never going to finish it? No! And it, do you really think it's something that's like, it, can, it can't be about those characters? Like, it's got to be about somebody else? It could be about those characters, because she got infected by the aliens, and, you know, we don't know if she's going to live or not. Oh. She's like, she died. Oh. And then he, like, went to the ghost aliens and was like, bring her back to life. Oh, so it was like a Feyre Reese situation? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Allison's not impressed. That's what that was. Yeah. I'm, I'll never read it. Um, so my fourth one is uh, The Sin Eater's Daughter. I DNF'd that. I finished the first one, but I was very bored. 
Um, like, I literally picked it up for the title. And then when I started reading, I was like, this is dumb. Like, the concept is cool. Like, I think it's cool. Like, so the concept is, during funeral rites, the sin eater, um, your sins are represented by all this food that's laid out on your, literally on top of your coffin, and the sin eater comes, she's like a religious figure, and she comes and she eats it, so that you can go, she eats all of your sin, all the food that's on top of your coffin, so that you can pass into, like, the peaceful realms or whatever. I'm t- my brain's on Tamora Pierce still. But the, like, good place instead of the bad place. Or be stuck here. So it's a cool concept, right? So the Sin Eater is, like, this incredibly, like, overweight woman who literally all... Her job is to eat. And the, the girl... The main character is her daughter, who is supposed to be the Sin Eater. She's supposed to be the Sin Eater in training, but she somehow gets, like, brought into the palace as, like, a, like, she's supposed to marry the prince, like, some kind of weird arrangement, and then, but it's, like, for some malicious reason, and then there's all this stuff about, um, their religion is, like, a sham, and she finds out about it, and, like, I don't know, I think it could have been good, but she had an excellent title. Yeah, and I think the premise was cool, but she was so boring and dull, and the love story was dumb, and... The, I think the next book is, like, about some, it's called, um, The Sleeping Prince, and it's about some, like, mythical being that she somehow discovers or something. I don't know. It just felt disjointed, and I didn't care to finish. And I think I, I think I might have only given that book two stars, because I just wasn't, the story didn't pull me again. Like, there was no hook for me. But I think it was really that the characters just felt really flat. I'm just looking at you with, like, a face of, like, all right. <laughs> like, 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 I think the concept was cool, and I think it could have been better. I think it could have been executed in a way that I would have finished the series, but it wasn't. Yeah, no. All right. My fourth series, I Will Not Finish, is Dorothy Must Die by Danielle Page. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not heard me rant about Dorothy Must Die, you have seriously missed out. <laughs> I loathe this book so much. It, it, I don't understand. I do not understand the popularity behind it. What is the basic premise? Because I haven't read it. Okay, the basic premise is this girl from Kansas. Sure. Low life. You know, she's got pink hair, lives in a trailer park, all this stuff. Okay, so super stereotypical. Yes. The Kansas story is true. Okay, everybody knows that Dorothy like, got swept up in a tornado and came back supposedly being crazy, right? Okay, sure. That's a thing. But then she disappeared. The famous Dorothy disappeared. New girl gets swept up into a tornado and goes to Oz, and Oz is destroyed because Dorothy kind of became crazy after her experience in Oz and then coming back to the real world and has, like, come back to Oz to take everything over. Oh, so the new girl isn't Dorothy. No. The new girl is, like our age and like Judy Garland has grown up and gone crazy okay. and then like went back to Oz to like take everything over and to made be, like, everybody evil. evil. The scarecrow like opens up people's bodies and is like an organ person with the tin man who's a guard and the lion is like doesn't talk anymore and there's like this secret resistance of Ozma and so then like they train her and then they, like they blow up munchkins and like 
the whole concept is you have been chosen to kill Dorothy. Yeah. The only way that any of us can survive is if you kill Dorothy and get the shoes off of her. She spends three mother books trying to kill this woman. Literally, the whole plot line of the first book is like, oh, sh I failed. I need to get back to Oz so that I can actually kill this woman because I don't know if I can kill her. It's just this really poorly executed internal battle. Did you read all of them? No. I read the inside covers because I was oh, like, I did you kill Dorothy yet? <laughs> oh, did you kill Dorothy yet? Oh, no, she still didn't kill Dorothy yet. Yeah, you would think she would kill Dorothy and then there'd be like, oh, there's actually a bigger bad or something, you know? Where like, Dorothy wasn't actually the one controlling it, she was under the control of something else. Nope. Dorothy. Would have been a better story. It's And it's literally just like this woman has gone insane and like somehow taken over Oz. Is there romance in it? Uh, yes. With the one training. The person training her? Yeah. Of course. I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to that trope. I actually typically like it, but. Yeah, but it just was. Literally, they blew up a munchkin. Yeah, that makes me sad. Was he evil? No. He was like her little side. She was like her little sidekick, Bunchkin friend, who was leading her to the rebellion. And then they like get stopped in the road, and the human girl doesn't get killed, but they blow up the Munchkin. Oh, it's okay. Or they like incinerate her. It's like they kill like her companion. Yeah, they killed her like Samwise Gamzee. And like, Sad. It, uh, for no purpose. Like she wasn't even motivated. I was like, she killed your best friend in front of your eyes. Right. Dorothy did, and then you still don't go kill her. Like. Also, why do we have to kill Dorothy? Can't we, like, chop off her feet? Like, what? there was no real explanation as to why Dorothy had to die. Why like, can't we smash her with a house and then take her shoes like we did in the movie? Right, like, why do you have to physically kill her with a knife? And it is... So the plot was just, like, not great. No. And then there's, like, short stories that go off with it, too. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand. All right, what's your last one? My last one is kind of a weird... It's weird, because I loved this book, but I will never finish the series. So... Okay. My last one is Graceling. Um, by Christian Kishore. Yeah. I loved Graceling. I thought it was an excellent book. Yeah, I've heard you say nothing but good things about it, so what? Um, I understand. The next books in the series aren't about the main characters in Graceling. They're about secondary characters, and I don't care. What? So, the first book is about, what's her name? Uh, Katza and Prince Poe, and they're very cute. It's, like, a cool thing with her powers, and they have a great r romance. And then the second book is about her little sister, and I don't care. I don't give a yeah, it's not it's not a true series. It's like an anthology of like, like, like jumps around the universe to different characters' perspectives and about them. What? Which, which they do a lot in like adult romance novels. Like you know, if it's a series, they'll be like, this is this couple story, and then we jump to a you know tangentially related couple that's in that series, and we talk about their story. Like what Sarah J. Moss and Gail Carriger are doing. Um, with Court and kind of Prudence? except for they each Court books got three. And Prudence got two, so it's like you get a bigger story about them. Okay. But so it's like that. So it's the first book is about Katza and Poe, and then the second book is about um, Blue, or yeah, Blue. It's called Bitter Blue, and it's her little sister. And I just like, I love. I would read a million books about the original couple, but I don't care about the other characters. The side characters weren't strong enough for me to be like, oh, I would love to read about them. So I'll never, I'll never finish that series. What? It's just such a weird concept. I'm like struggling hardcore with this. It's right like now. Cinder. But no, but Cinder, okay, but, but this is different, is that Cinder, though, is still in the larger book series, they're still competing for the revolution. Like, Cinder and Kai are still throughout the whole thing. Like, these people are t still in it somewhere. No, 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 but, like, it's still about, like, Cinder ascending the throne of Luna, 
And right, yeah. So yeah, so it's and the side characters are the main points of it, but like the, they still get perspectives. So, like the arc of Cinder is still happening. Yeah, and I don't know that. And it's been a while since I've read Graceland. Like and I Kai could be wrong. and Cinder don't end up together at the end of Cinder. They end up together at the end of Winter. Right, no, yes. Spoilers. <laughs> right, yeah, I know, but yeah, and I don't think I don't know. I don't remember there being like a much of an overarching plot for Graceling beyond the first book. So. So That's I loved, weird. Loved Graceling, amazing book. Never will read the other one. That's weird. So that's why it's a weird one because I I really enjoyed it. But yeah, anyway. but I'm not gonna read it because it's. I'm having trouble comprehending that. It's just not about the same thing. It's yeah. just in the same. It says as it's as if there was one book about Alana, for from Tamar Pierce, and then the next book was about Cal, instead of having a quartet about Alana. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, that's terrifying. So it just like jumps around in the universe and in time. Oh, no thanks. Yeah. My last one is Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Oh, yeah. I I put that one last because I feel like I'll get a lot of flack for it. Um, but truly, I didn't even love the first book enough to keep it. Like, I tried. I bought all three books because I loved the concept. I yeah. thought Ransom Riggs' concept of taking these pictures and making a story out of the pictures, because I fell in love with Ransom Riggs when he was on a Vlogbrothers episode where, before Ransom even wrote the book, John Green gave him his camera and said, hey, show me what you do with these photographs. Because he, like, goes to garage sales yeah. and art stores and all this stuff and gets photographs that are just old, that he thinks are cool, and he wants to know the story behind them, his collections of them. And so I loved that concept. And then when I heard that he was writing a book based off of pictures that he had found, I was like, this is amazing! To be fair, the first one was fine. But it was just fine. Like, and then I felt like he was just extending it to extend it, and I thought the world that he had built was weird, and that's a time travel one, too. They jump around in time at the end of that book. I'm like, what is it with YA books and time travel? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix it. I already have, <laughs> I have really two cool ideas that would be fun time travel ones, I think. But regardless, I, I can't do it. Like, I couldn't get into it. And I didn't even go see the movie. Like, it just was, I yeah. don't understand what the hype was around it. And it's hard for me because I really enjoy Ransom Riggs as a person, and even his wife, Tahara Mafi, I enjoy her as a person. I love watching their interviews and I'd love to meet them one day. I don't like either of their books. And that Shatter Me is another one I will never finish. Yeah. And so like, it's just weird to me that I I can't get on that fan wagon. I can't do it. It's, ah. series amongst the two of us that we're never gonna finish uh let us know what you think let us know if we're completely bonkers and off our rockers and they're like no it gets so much better and or if you are like yes please or if we've helped you save you from some misery for some <laughs> of these series that you're we're higher up on your tbr and you're never gonna pick them up now so yay um we'd love to hear from you guys again follow us on social media twitter instagram at yweya um goodreads yweya and you can always Check us out on our website as well. We're currently buddy reading this month this inevitable Victorian thing, and so we'll post our kind of review on that one at the, the last week of March. 
Um, and that hopefully will be really good because we're very excited about the book. Yeah, and we'd love it if you could join us with that so that you can listen to that episode and participate in our commentary on it. Yeah, read along with us. Yeah, it'd be super cool. Let us know if you're going to join us on that too. Anything else? No, I think we're good. Sweet. I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. Now go read the thing. <laughs>